0: Hello, listeners. Heidi, hi. Hi, hi. Oh, what a jam-packed episode we've got for you today. First up, we've got mysteries from the files of Arthur C. Clarke. He invented the communications satellite, you know. Oh, what a brain box he is. Then we'll be asking how. Fred Dinage will be showing us how to throw a pot all over the studio floor. He's a card, that man, isn't he? And then we have a piece by those lovely boys, Paul and Nick, on that 70s classic thriller. Finally, we'll be looking at the work of our camp comics, Perry and Croft, as we
1: look at Heidi High. And now, for the young in heart and weak in the head, it's Round the Archives.
2: It's circus night at Madeline's holiday camp Signorinas, signors, I now present to you My famous African lions From Africa
3: <laughs> You are
2: a good little lion And you are a very good little lion He's missed me again
0: He's <laughs> him right, you know He's give April two sweet Just you wait till I get you back in the den
2: Heidi High is tomorrow at 7.50 on BBC One Back to Boxing Day now, and in 45 minutes, John Nettles stars in a special feature-length episode of Bergerac. And we stay across the channel for our next programme on one as the accent is firmly on comedy in a quiet little
4: cafe in occupied France.
5: Hello. Hello. I'm Andrew. I'm Lisa. Welcome to episode 19? Yes. Of Round the Archives. Yes, indeed, welcome. Hello. Um. Any odds and ends from episode 18 uh, just some little ones i think yes
0: um apparently we have seen some episodes directed by paddy russell of Zed Zed Cars. Cars. um i don't know how that missed me by but they were what were they uh
5: yes we've got loyalties parts one and two um that's got uh george a cooper in it yes, and oddly but... it's got a character in it called jack hargreaves <laughs> and we'll, we'll get on to that later yes um and we've also got sins of the father as well um but, yeah, uh, I, I had a feeling we had some yeah, of them. I just I, I just couldn't think.
0: But, I only not uh, ever just remember seeing Sophie Lorimer yeah. or Victor Ritalis or Derek Martinez's names. Oh, well, uh. But, yes,
5: and those are available on DVD. On DVD, yes. And
0: and they are highly recommended. Of
5: course. Um, also, oh, just the Curse of Fenric filming locations. Oh, right, yeah. I think we've got a slightly bit garbled in it. The yeah. uh, training camp is in... Uh, Crowborough in east sussex the dorset stuff is of course lulworth cove yes it's um, the beach which is stuff. a lovely place to visit it is.
0: it's very pretty yes. yes
5: um what else do we have the blog's been doing good business hasn't yes. it um
0: did we have the blog last time
5: we mentioned the blog okay. we'd only just started it um right. but i've been doing quite a bit on it recently we yeah. po- we did actually po- post every day up until the date of recording yes um and i've been doing some silly stuff about um, the history of Doctor Who, yes. which is very, very strange indeed. Yes, and very it's got silly. some weird photos. Yes. Uh, oddly, that, that blog's been getting quite good business in Poland. Okay. So, hello to everybody in Poland. Yes, welcome thank- Poland. <laughs> thank you for reading. Yes, thank um, you for your support. Whether it makes any sense, yeah. I really don't know. I don't no. think it makes any sense to me for some of the time, but <laughs> there we go. And the podcast itself has been doing good business. We had our best month ever um, in January. Okay, And we had a fair bit of traffic from Tokyo. yes
0: welcome welcome japan
5: yeah well we did have japan ages ago oh, right. welcome again no, japan but but it seems to have
0: refreshed itself um
5: sort yeah. of gone gone up up up, up the charts okay. in uh, in japan right. it'd be very interesting to find out who is actually listening whether yes. you're whether you're yes
0: write in yeah
2: or write
5: email, in
0: email in. <laughs> email you know what i mean email in tell us they, d- you they don't
5: know our email address we're on twitter us twitter us that's
0: what i meant yes email i'm prehistoric honestly
5: yes at lisa cartman or at round the archive one isn't it i believe yes Yes. don't tend to use the round the archive twitter thing very much we should do it more but there we go but we've got less i I think i think that's just about it isn't it so we will now carry on Mm -hmm. with What should we do first? Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Well, you already said, didn't you? You gave it away. Um, We're going to look at the mysterious world of Arthur C. Clarke.
0: I don't believe a word of it.
5: Writer and inventor of the digital lawnmower. C. Clarke's mysterious world yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> not what I was like so to say that so <laughs>
5: really. it's true yes. um, it's a series I well remember from its original transmission in <laughs> 1980 Yeah, I also had the book okay. which was one of those books I read and read again
0: did we replace that fairly recently because it's it fallen apart ah
5: not? no not quite all right, I, I, okay. I will speak about that when we get to it now i've still got the original hardcover
0: all right, okay
5: of that book Sad. but lisa you didn't really know the series at all did you not
0: really no no did you no. know
5: much about arthur c Clarke or anything no no,
0: no. Well, not, not so really.
5: seeing these has been a, a bit of a uh journey for you isn't it yeah. yes um so how do we explain the series well it's um it's about mysteries really mm-hmm. um scientific mysteries i guess is 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 the sort of way of looking at it and it's a 13 part series made by Yorkshire TV mm-hmm. and you've got obvious things like sort of ufo's and yeah. nessie and mm-hmm. uh, bigfoot and yeti and things like that but you've mm-hmm. you've also got um less obvious things, mm-hmm. um, including uh ball lightning. Yeah. Um, that's quite fun. Uh, <laughs> you've got the Cerne Abbas giant. Yes. Yeah, and Avebury Stone Circles. Uh-huh. You've got various um you've got other sea monsters as as well. You've got the Ogopogo. Yes. Which I love the name Ogopogo. It it's uh yeah. it's a lake monster from Canada, mm-hmm. and there's also a song about Ogo Pogo from oh, about 1924, which yes. is which is very silly, and the recording that survives is very very poor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might stick a bit of Ogo Pogo music in the background at this point because it's just very silly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think um, there's there's also the the stones in Death Valley that move. Yeah, there's um, ice falling from the sky, mm-hmm. which is most appropriate as today there was a bit of. Um, footage on the BBC news site about a bit of ice that fell out of the sky and uh, landed by some people near near Kew I think. Mm -hmm. Um, That one appears to have come from an aeroplane Right. and um, I I think that the episode that concerns the ice is quite fun because it starts off, there's two, um, what are they, sheriffs or something? Yeah sheriffs
0: or or, or whatever the equivalent Uh, is. What
5: are they called? one's no. called butch
0: isn't one's it called butch the other know, one's yeah. called potch, potch. yeah and
5: it, it does sound like they should be from the dukes of hazard yes. you know butch and potch are yes. in hot pursuit yes. but whichever one it was is two because it's yeah. two separate incidents but whichever one it is, takes this ice to be analyzed mm-hmm. um up in some special laboratory somewhere yeah. i mean he has to catch about two airplanes yes. to get there he takes his ice, and there's the scientist who's got a good beard, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's an awful lot of beards in this yes. show, and we'll talk about beards Science later. Science beards. Science beards, and nutter beards, nutter it has beards, to be said. Yeah. He takes this um, to be analysed, and the bloke sort of cuts it and makes a slice, looks at it under the microscope puts polarized light on it looks at it through in the end and he comes to the, con- con- the conclusion that he has no idea where this ice came from it really is so space 1990. Yeah. that 90, frankly we have no idea okay. <laughs> and the sheriff's a bit annoyed about that mm. i think <laughs> He's got a
0: long way. just on an incidental um mm-hmm. point m- my uncle had a dog called butch
5: oh right okay was it nice
0: no why <laughs> it was a bit but too yeah oh, right.
5: okay You've also got a bit of crossover with Cosmos as well because we've talked about uh, Cosmos many moons ago Mm -hmm. and you've got a whole episode dedicated to the um, Siberian explosion in Tunguska yes, um, which is a very interesting story you've also got um, you've got things like um, possible explanations for the star of Bethlehem Mm -hmm. Um, you've got the search for the planet Vulcan which was the alleged planet closer to the earth uh, the mercury mm-hmm. that a couple of people have claimed to have seen um but there's no evidence for it really oh, no. um, there's what else was there in there? oh there's the um giordano bruno oh, crater, crater formation on, on the moon, moon which was seen by the monks in canterbury mm-hmm. uh, that was a few years ago now yes <laughs> look that one up uh, you've got the martian canals as uh-huh. well. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a good range of scientific mysteries and more Space stuff. more weird stuff as mm. well. Now, we have to talk about the, um, the nutters, I'm afraid, <laughs> and I don't wish to judge, but you do... They're, 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 you keep getting vox pop stuff, yes. don't you? Yeah, you of, get people popping up talking of, about... Of people who have claimed things. to have seen things, and I yes. think the best one is the woman... The, the UFO woman.
0: Oh God, yeah. Who
5: claims that she, sitting on top of her house, yes. was—and I will quote this—a mm-hmm. giant Mexican hat without the bobbles.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: I love. I love the fact she's got that detail. Yes, I guess many UFOs don't have bobbles. Do no, they? <laughs> and no. the people inside um, had long golden hair. Yes. like the old kings used to wear. Yes. You, which old king's had long golden oh, hair, then, Lisa? I, perhaps he
0: means, like, Edward the False or something. <laughs> okay. He's the only one that had blonde hair, And you've he? got
5: some wonderful who are yokels in Cern oh, Abbas, yeah. haven't you? Now, yeah. I'm, I'm from Dorset, and I'm not, you know, so d- don't don't knock me for having a go at yokels, because mm. I am a yokel, yeah. and I'm very proud of that. Mm-hmm. But you've, you've you've got the bloke who appears to be mostly hair because his <laughs> his beard and his hair like sort of merge into one, yeah, don't they? You, you,
0: you just don't just. I mean, you you can see his eyes and his yeah. nose, but it's a close run thing.
5: Yeah, but he's talking about the Cern Abbas giant, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a hill figure on on um I was going to say on the hill. That's a where hill, that's where yeah. you would put a hill figure, isn't it? Yeah. But in chalk, mm-hmm. and with a big um, with a big club in one hand and, and a big protuberance, protuberance. <laughs> at the front, <laughs> at the front, and and but you catch this blowing hills. Well, I I think he is a Celtic god, he, and he is, a, and I think he's a sex symbol. No, he <laughs> is he is a sex symbol because I look at him every morning. He does wonders for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you think that's really too much information, yes, isn't it? Yes, thanks for that. I love the way he says Celtic as, as well. As
0: well, not Celtic, yeah. Because
5: the Celtic is the football team. Yes. But so does Gordon Honeycomb doing the narration. Yeah,
0: I think he's picked it up from the guy. He
5: also says Celtic yes. as well. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Gordon Honeycomb, the, the, uh, the newsreader. mm mm-hmm. Um I mean, he does, he does a good job of of lending a sort of air of authority to yes. it, doesn't he? Yes, Um yeah. Even over the nutters. Yeah. <laughs> You've got, um, I said. You've, you've got weird stuff with the, the like the the people who are being pelted with hazelnuts yes. when they go near a car yes. showroom.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, that's just somebody in the car showroom with some hazelnuts left from Christmas. checking that, chacking them at out the, the window, and then at the, back down at the, the weird old people outside. <laughs> <laughs>
5: but that 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 is fun. Um, I mean, the the show did capture, I think, for me. Uh, Something about 1980, mm-hmm. because I mean the mid 70s Nessie was quite big. I mean, obviously you have um, you know Doctor Who doing it in Terror of the Zygons, yes. but but the 70s was there was a fair bit of Nessie going on at the time. Okay, um, there's the magazine The Unexplained, which comes out in 1980, which one of mm. those one of those part work things. That I, I know, I got a few of them. I remember mm. getting the first few issues. Mm. Um, again, never made it to the end of the of the sort of collection. <laughs> got about this first sort of twenty or or so. And all all this all this stuff is still around in things like the in Times, yeah. isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Named after Charles Fort, who cataloged mm-hmm. a load of weird stuff, including a lot of stuff falling out of the sky. Because um, he wrote a number of books on on that sort of subject but the fact that it's Arthur C Clarke's mysterious world yes. means that i mean Arthur's in every episode he yeah. he introduces it he does he, he talks does, a little bit he does a little bit, bit of interjections because yeah. because Arthur of course at this point in his life he's um, what they say in retreat in Sri Lanka
0: yes Martha's crunching Martha's
5: crunching Sorry. her food um yes hello Martha uh, i I, sh- I should admit uh, that i'm Gonna have to re record the music yep. that I because
0: She's crunching the heart. Arthur crunched it. all the way through the mm. first
5: recording of it, so we've got to do that again. But anyway, Arthur C. Clarke um is sort of he's walking along the beach a lot with his umbrella, isn't yes. he? And occasionally yeah. getting out of the way of the waves. Mm-hmm. Um for the UFO one he talks about um I think when he once saw a Weather Balloon. Yeah. And um, sort of becalmed and mm-hmm. You could easily mistake it for the planet venus i Mm -hmm. mean i have to say he says if you've never seen a ufo you either live in a cloudy area or an observant and i do agree i do know what he means Mm. because he's he's being very precise and he says a ufo is simply something you see in the sky that you don't know what it is and that's all a ufo is not a
0: spaceship not a spaceship
5: it's not boogly-eyed aliens it's nothing like that it's
0: just something you don't know what it is
5: so i mean For example, I once saw and I'm very proud of this, that I once saw the space shuttle Hmm. undocking from the the International Space Station. Oh, okay. So you started up with one blob of very bright light Mm -hmm. and they separated into two as they went apart. And if you didn't know what that was, I happen to know, because I'd looked it up on the internet, that there was an ISS pass over that night. And you can mm-hmm. see the ISS most nights yes. um, going over. It's quite bright. I mean, we've, we've seen it from here many times. Uh, but yeah, if you didn't know what that was, technically, to you, that would be a UFO. Mm-hmm. Now, ask me whether I believe in alien spaceships.
0: Well, I think I know the answer, but do you believe in alien spaceships?
5: I believe... There are aliens in the in the universe, because the universe is, I hate to say virtually infinite, but if we mm-hmm. take the universe as being infinite, chance says there has to be life on other planets, mm-hmm. simply because there are so many planets which are capable of supporting life. And we're starting to find l- yeah. very likely suspects as mm-hmm. well, you know, for for that sort of thing. But, by the same argument, because the universe is so huge... And because you've got the speed of light problem, I also believe that spaceships do not visit the Earth. The only Mm -hmm. spaceships you're ever likely to see are are ones that we've built ourselves. Right. (laughs) Simply because speed of light means that it takes so long to, to get reach any other star system even mm-hmm. with time dilation and things like that yes i know that if you got in a spaceship and went close to the speed of light from your point of view the journey would be a lot quicker than it was from the point of view of somebody actually on your planet mm-hmm. that's quite fun but that's just physics for you but yeah i mean arthur arthur says that I mean, he does talk about this in some of his books as well, about other UFOs that he's seen over, t- okay. over time. Because I've gotten a couple of his books, which. And know, what are they? Profiles of the Future, that's mm-hmm. one. And the one that did fall apart, which was Report on Planet Three, which is oh, what okay. you. And, and he's quite he clever in that, because mm-hmm. he, he's written an essay from the point of view of a Martian astronomer. Okay. In which he conclusively proves that there could never be life on Earth, because Earth, Earth's atmosphere is. There's a there's a poisonous gas in it called oxygen, and there's this dreadful phenomenon known as fire, which is mm. virtually unknown on Mars but is highly destructive. And you see fires breaking out on on um, in forests on the Earth every now and then. So right. so nothing would ever be able to survive on the Earth. And I quite mm-hmm. like that because it's like sort of blinkered science point of view that yeah. you know we we know what's right and and you know nothing can. No, there's mm-hmm. no knowledge that's going to come in the future that's 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 going to contradict us but yeah as as a series i mean what did what did you think lisa because i, I, ha- quite I have to it. ask yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but uh did, did, does it make you think about Things, or do you just just think it's a load of nutters? Or
0: um, I, I, I think a lot of it is a load of nutters. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh...
5: but but Arthur's got this wonderful thing at the end. He'll come on and just say basically he doesn't believe it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it is, is, it is which is fair comment. Yeah. Um, there are later series um, that he does, um, which is like World World of Strange Powers is one, and Mysterious Universe. That's in in the eighties and the nineties. It's interesting that the um, the first series, one of the researchers on it is Adam Hart Davis. Yes, um, who we love, Adam Hart
0: Davis,
3: who
5: goes on to actually produce uh, World of Strange Powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he it, we we, we, know, we sort of know his work more on history shows, yes. which is like you know, well, yes, what, and some what, science. what the things. Romans and Stuarts and and mm. what have you uh, did for us. Yeah. But yeah, that that that's 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 quite nice to sort of see his name popping up yeah, so early mm. uh, but yeah it's available on dvd um mm-hmm. and i i there's certain episodes that i go back to time and time again <laughs> i
0: do i do come up on sometimes and you're watching the one with the woman with the mexican pan yeah
5: okay but uh yeah the yes the 13 episodes i so say some of them i rewatch quite a lot mm-hmm. um, Even when we've gone through them, I've sort of missed out a few because I've not gone back to the one about the Bigfoot and things like that Um, because, frankly, and now we'll move on to the sort of second thing we need to talk Mm -hmm. about in this article, Mm -hmm. uh, the goodies episode Bigfoot, which, you know, the goodies had a a great thing of capturing what was sort of um, quite popular at the time Mm -hmm. and they turned their attention to arthur c Clarke with their itv series yes. with the episode uh, bigfoot um it's, it's always interesting that the way the goodies episodes are structured and that the first half i think is written by graham garden mm-hmm. and the second half i think is written by bill Oddie, because of the mm-hmm. way the plot works yeah because the first half of it you've got graham doing what has to be said a, quite a good impression yeah. of arthur c Clarke. Yeah.
0: I mean, his, his accent. Because I, I still can't place what Arthur C. Clarke's mm. accent was. Well, he was, was born in,
5: born in Somerset. Yes. Um, but, but it's not a
0: Somerset accent. It's, it's
5: not terribly. You are. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know he spent time in America. Um, so. Because
0: a little bit of a twang there, an American twang.
5: Yeah. But yeah, he was a, a, actually born. Um, where is it? Minehead was it? I think I so. I think he said Minehead. I think you? I said Minehead. Yeah. Yes, Minehead. That's right. Yeah. Um and he sort of grew up on a farm. He liked stargazing, fossil collection and reading science fiction. Okay. So, you know, I can't argue with any of that mm. really. Yeah.
0: Huh? <laughs> so but yes, we would say Graham Garden does a bit more of a new world, he's mo- acting yeah. a little bit more. What exactly is
5: the signal st- f- found or something yeah. like that? Um but it's a good example of how um when the goodies moved to um ITV mm-hmm. I think I didn't realise how expensive the goodies no. was going to be. Because no. at the BBC, you had all the BBC special effects personnel and yeah. things like that. When you move mm-hmm. to ITV, there's no department like that to do it all. No. So they've got to build things like spaceships, mm-hmm. a crystal skull that lights up, because yeah. there's the crystal skull used in the title sequence for Arthur C. Clarke. Um, they've got to build a giant sort of Nessie monster, haven't they? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like looks over Graham's. Shoulder, but that, the whole point about this show is that um, Arthur C. Clark doesn't really exist.
0: No, Graham's <laughs> he, made him Gra-
5: up. Graham it's just Graham in a, in a wig and some glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you get this brilliant thing where the Yeti sort of keeps on popping out from behind some rocks, and Tim and Bill are shouting, "Arthur, he's
0: behind you!" Mm-hmm. And then he turns around or and goes the, and back he, 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 he he and disappears. He's not,
5: he's not there. Yes. <laughs> then mm-hmm. the the second half of the episode is more concerned with with bigfoot and the mm-hmm. origin of it and yeah. I don't want to spoil it too much because it's no. a great episode it's it's mm-hmm. it's worth it's worth seeing uh but again the detail they've put into it because um whenever you'd go somewhere in Arth- in the Arthur C Clarke series mm-hmm. you'd get a little yellow sort of stripe, stripe ac- in the sort the of top, top left hand top, corner top bit of the yeah. cor- to uh, say where you were top bit of the picture yeah um because I'm, I'm very pleased that at one point when they're talking about sort of standing stones, they mm. they they've got some helicopter footage of Knowlton Church, mm. which is where I, I I grew up. You know, just just a few yards away from Knowlton Church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a ruined church in the middle of a henge, and a henge, yes. I have to say, is just the earthworks. Henge mm-hmm. is not necessarily standing None. stones or anything like no. that. Um, but it, it's one of those places where there's a lot of sort of folklore and yeah. stuff associated mm-hmm. with it but having lived there for sort of five or six years I didn't pick up any vibrations or no. anything like that I'm afraid no. so no ghosts or nothing so mm-hmm. to me it was just where I grew up but yeah they, they seemed to have I don't know where they got the footage from whether they did take a helicopter there just to do this helicopter shot. Very expensive. I know but unless it was a bit of library footage but well, i can't work out library. where it is yeah, footage. but yeah, yeah but in, in the goodies they, they 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 pull this off very well mm-hmm. i think the, the sort of re- recreation of it and it, it's just nice to have both things on dvd so that yeah. you can compare compare yeah. them and a, 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 you know graham's a scientist anyway so mm-hmm. he's got he's got that thing about uh he, you know he knows where arthur's coming from i think with yes. a lot of this mm-hmm. i mean warren sent us some info um yeah. from gordon honeycomb's book mm-hmm. where he said that um the goody sort of got onto him to do a voiceover mm-hmm. for that episode mm-hmm. and he said arthur would have loved to have voiced the bit where graham says frankly i don't believe a word of it yeah so i think i think that's lovely that mm-hmm. he, he, you know he, he has got that that sense of humor about it but there we go so yeah Yeah. um yeah worth a look i think yes it's
0: Um, it's interesting and it's a very much of its time yeah that's
5: the thing again it's it's 1980 in a nutshell isn't Mm. it for for all the weird weird stuff it does capture something that was in 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 the air at the time i think Mm -hmm. you know so but yeah it's a fun little thing and it might make you want to sort of look up some of the more interesting sciencey things as Mm -hmm. well because Yes, some some of the astronomy stuff I really do like. Yeah, it, it's it, 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 It's worth a yeah. look. Oh, there you go then. Okay. Wasn't too mysterious, was it? No. 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 Did you believe a word of it? No. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> back yes hello hello uh i did the slip of the tongue in that did you i said about the planet vulcan and okay. i said um it was meant to be closer to the earth than mercury and of course i meant to say closer to the sun right. than mercury okay um, never mind never mind oh well yes uh now what do we what else do we have um well you've sort of given it all away haven't you in the introduction so i don't i don't (laughs) know why i keep trying to build this air of tension don't don't
0: build tension because i've I've blown the tension yeah
5: so we've got young mr warren who i had on the sofa you did and he also did us an article about how at the same time he did you were at work so (laughs) you were so you didn't know that'll make him spit his tea out it
3: will (laughs) sorry warren yes
5: so yes here's here's me and young warren talking about how
2: no, it's 25 seconds, you idend. This is VTR number 2732. This is How, and it's part two, take one.
5: Hello, Warren. Hello, Andrew. How? 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 how. Indeed.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, you can do the music, won't well <laughs> More than Fred Donage can do.
4: <laughs> he knows right. how to suck an egg. He does. He's very good
5: at sucking and blowing. Mmm. Mm. We'll get on to that later, later, I think.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
5: that we've been watching How. Now, explain to the good listeners what
4: How is. Could you? Um, it's a educational... Yes. ...entertainment. Well, I certainly learned a thing I or two. I learned a few things too. <laughs> Whether they were the right things, I don't know. Um, it was designed as a children's programme, but well, not initially in its conception, well, was it? No. According to
5: uh, Wikipedia, which is not always the best source, mm. it was originally designed by... Mr. Jack Hargreaves, Yep. for adults re- returning from the pub.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so lubricated adults. Because the pilot
5: episode was broadcast at quarter past eleven at night. Crikey. Um, but then they decided maybe it would be better as a kids show. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine, given the, some <laughs> of the stuff that's on the actual kids version of it, Yeah. with like Jack smoking his pipe I, and, oh. and all that stuff, I'm trying to imagine what the adult version
4: of it playing was, with was, deadly snakes was like. Was like, um, but do you remember watching it as a kid? I have flank glimmers now. You have flint glimmers. Flint glimmers. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I have flint glimmers. I have some cream for that. Mm. But um, I'm sure you remember Jack Hargreaves. Yes. On there, I, I remember Jack. And, and Jack had the um, the eternal flame. Yes. Burning in his pipe. Yes. Smoking away. Um, Fred Dinage, of course, course. Of, um, the the legend that is Fred Dinage. Day by Day um, World of Sport mm-hmm. um, Coast to Coast yes and now Meridian and the sort of science
5: end of it was John Miller yeah um, and I
4: know nothing I do not know anything about John Miller oh
5: shall we have a look in a minute then you've got Bunty James yeah Bunty and Marion Davies mm-hmm. um, who later replaces her uh, John Miller um, was born in South End. Okay. And is a cousin of Yehudi Menuhin. Oh, the Viantillist. Uh, the The, bi- the Viantillist. Violentil- I'm sorry.
4: Could somebody bring my teeth in, please? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um he
5: what was it? He was Spotted by Jack Hargreaves on an April 4th, and shot at. An April <laughs> Fool's Day edition of Three Go Round, which was a children's magazine programme, okay. uh, demonstrating how beetle wigs were made from the hairs of beetle's legs. <laughs> and he was recruited to uh, do some chemistry experiments. And usually it was things that, things that blew
4: up. What was that? I'm reading this. In his retirement, Miller was a frequent letter writer to newspapers and magazines answering the question as to why roosters crow in the morning. 1998. A in the in the, in the, the Statist.
5: Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, we're back to cock crowing in back the morning. Cocks again, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. back to the show. We've watched two editions yes. and a few odds and ends.
4: Great fun, isn't it?
5: and it packs an awful lot into 22
4: minutes or so doesn't it the attention it, it, it does hold that attention doesn't it yeah. um, and i think because each uh demonstrator item? yeah yes. item and demonstrator has a different style mm. fred is obviously the comic relief well fred not strikes, intentionally sometimes. it strikes
5: me he's doing a bit of a john noakes yes isn't he um because the ones we've watched he's trying to throw a pot and that just ends in, ends in total disaster. And you can hear everybody laughing in the <laughs> it's, studio. It's, can't you?
4: it's the generation game moment, isn't it? Yeah. The potter's it,
5: wheel. He's, he's got a half-completed one. And somebody's put a lot of work into that. Yes, he destroys that it within three seconds. It. Um, but because it's a local show, it's yeah. nice to see a few credits for things like Pool Pottery, pottery yes. and
4: Pool Aquarium as well. Which just recently closed this yes, year the Pottery, yes, didn't
5: that's they? Right. Wow. Um, so again, this this is now starting to be historical of historical interest, really, isn't it?
4: I'm sorry, all I can... Well, it, it has a line... It, it, it's it's a desk, isn't it? It's a horseshoe desk, mm-hmm. and they're all sat around the horseshoe desk, except for Jack, who's plodded on the end in the smoking <laughs> compartment. the <A> smoking zone. <laughs> because <laughs> all he ever seems to do is fill his pipe and light it, isn't it, on yeah. a
5: children's programme, puff away. Well, well the, the, one of the editions we saw, he was trying to weigh... Smoke. um smoke. Um, Tobacco ash yes, yeah. after it had been smoked. So he had about four pipes there. And he was hooking <laughs> them out and this and he gets his scales out, as you said that he's nicked from, from the, the sweet shop sweet shop. And then weighs it, but it's in grams and he doesn't
4: understand grams. <laughs> <laughs> he only does ounces.
3: Oh,
4: dear. But yes, I mean um ben, then there's the legendary your favourite in the bottle. Oh the, the the ship in the bottle. Yes. Yes. And
5: he has a bit of trouble with his Book doesn't he? Because he's <laughs> trying, what does he say? He's got a bit of paper in there. He's got a bit of amateur to find, paper. To he? find the page he wants to look at, and then he wants to find another page, but he's not got a bit of paper, and he can't find it. And he goes, "Oh, we'll settle for that one."
4: If you look at the bit of paper, it's actually doubled over. So the second, the, the 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 folder piece is actually in the second set of pages that he oh, wants. But he he he's ripped it away, out and thrown it away. All right. But he, he he's the true consummate professional. He keeps going. Yes. I mean, later on, one take, he, Jack. Yeah,
5: later on, he gets to do some um, music, doesn't he? Because cause they're doing some like African drumming yes. or something, and Fred's on the sort of bongo Bongos. thing,
4: and, then, and Jack comes in and, and they're all into it aren't and they? bangs a couple of sticks together. Yeah. yeah, and they drop the lights, don't they? They give it the sunset uh, sunset shot. But
5: I mean, it, it, as you said, it's vir- it seems to be virtually recorded as live Um, so things do go wrong a lot (laughs) mostly for Fred
4: Um, because he gets um,
5: water everywhere when he's trying to demonstrate how to hold a glass of water upside
4: down and not spill it (laughs) John is clearly the one who's not very good with animals, or I mean, yeah, reptiles. Yeah, they get a
5: snake out at one point, and they, it it's, I think, does it bite the handle. Like,
4: you can't actually tell because it's yeah. full... Oh, there's a strike. There's it, a strike. There's, a strike. there's another strike. And then
5: he's got a sea anemone later on, which, which is, won't eat anything. Which, which, is, which is just <laughs> totally cannot be bothered to do anything.
4: There's a dead dead fish with teeth that he sat on at some point. Oh yes, he? but um, <laughs> yes, it's all very silly. But you said the amateurism
5: of it is really quite appealing, oh, isn't it? Oh, it's so refreshing! And you wouldn't yeah. be allowed to get away with something that shambolic. No. No. These, no. These days. It was shambolic,
4: and if and um, it does go back to coming out the pub. Let's have a good bit of fun yeah. after a few beers. Let's get a couple of snakes and slide them across <laughs> the poisonous snakes and slide them across some glass. No, it is very shambolic. But that's that's the beauty of it, isn't it?
5: Now, can we talk about the innuendo?
4: Oh, god. <laughs> Because um, it does come up now and again. You know, well, there's the
5: old thing about Simon Groom on on Blue oh, Peter and the knockers, a beautiful pair of knockers.
4: knockers yeah, but um, yeah, some some <laughs> of this we were just
5: absolutely killing
4: ourselves. Anyway, weren't we? Was it one episode? Oh, we, Bunty. Bunty James. <laughs> decides she's going to put her... <laughs> her initials. <laughs> which just happened to be, be BJ. BJ. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to raise a BJ for you yes. here, Bunty. Goes Fred. But, yeah, I mean,
5: Fred Diney's just sucking eggs and, and debating whether to swallow or not.
4: <laughs> what was his classic line? Uh, well, if you have to swallow, it makes you feel, feel strong. strong or something. <laughs> and then someone's having a Brazilian. Oh, yes, that's right, yes. Uh, it was a Brazilian coffee, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But dearie me, it's oh, not dearie. just our dirty minds, it's is, not, it? is no. it? No, uh,
5: they are definitely doing this on purpose. But it's it, it's a lovely format for it's, a show, isn't it? Really, it is.
4: It's effortless as well, isn't it? Mm. Because everybody everybody's having fun.
5: Yeah, I mean, we're looking at the the listings for it, and it ran from 1966 to 1981. Yeah, um, seventeen series of it and 250 episodes. Of which virtually everything is missing
4: so um it's 10 years short of the entire lifespan of Mm. southern television
5: it's a real backbone of of southern sort of schedules isn't it i mean you you look at this listing and it's just such a shame that there's there's so little of it that we can we can see now
4: and we were looking at the transmission dates weren't we it's 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 quite interesting because some of it is during the school holidays when yes, yeah when if we look at 76 a long hot summer what have we got well we've got that in december and march but pr- prior to that you've it's, in 73 and 74
5: yeah the 72, 72. series runs from june to august mm. um 73 series runs into june so does the 74 so you series
4: you, you're looking at you're broadcasting at time with children perhaps yeah. wouldn't have been watching the television that yeah. 1980
5: is june to september so that's mm. right over the the sort of i mean it, yeah it was six weeks you used yeah. to get off off of school didn't you it seemed to fly by but <laughs> yeah. never but, never felt like six weeks but the popularity so of
4: it has kept going hasn't
5: it but yeah we we did see the last like two minutes of yeah. it and that was a very nice little tribute to the production team because and you've got to see everybody
4: such a tiny studio as well as yeah it? when I mean, you pull back and see the group of everyone
5: there's four people in front of the camera but about 34 people actually yeah. beh- behind the camera or because you see the cameraman you see the floor assistant you see the set designer you see the sound crew you get everybody on there and that was that was really nice to end end the show like like that um
4: it's quintessentially british Yes, I don't think it would work anywhere because of the style and the amateurism of it to a certain <laughs> extent. Because it it is like amateur dramatics in front of the television. Yeah, everybody has a, a different presenter point of view. They have a, they all have a different sense of humour as well, which helps yes. as well.
5: I mean, um, Jack Hargreaves just sits there and is very very dry. Yeah, he's very yes. Uh, Fred, Fred is is playing a bit more the sort of clown.
4: He is jester, end, isn't he?
5: Isn't yes. he? Um, but yeah, it's it's. it's just interesting. We found, we found about four or five episodes yeah. knocking around on on YouTube. I do vaguely remember seeing, the, you know, some of, some of the clips occasionally on on things. But I, I'd love to get just one disc of of what does remain. Yeah. Because um, some of the, again, some of these copies are fairly fairly dire. Um, and the one man band was quite oh, fun. Yes. Although the tape seems to be suffering from some. Sound problems
4: yep. on, on it. Fred playing the spoons. Yeah, Fred playing the spoons, spoons his on, on his mouth.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that could have ended badly. <laughs> There's a bit on another one with him on a tightrope. Oh, and that, that, yes. It, it's thankfully it's only about one foot off the ground, but he's
4: <laughs> he launches himself <laughs> on, the, on, on, the the wo- on, on the lady On the lady On the
5: um Yes, but that, yeah, that, that frisky Fred. <laughs> yeah, if you say so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 a lovely show. And I, mm. I think I, I'd recommend just sort of having a having a look for it. Yeah, um, it's not heavy going. No, but it's still educational. Mm. That's the thing. I mean, we did have the um, what, what we you went. Oh Lord, it's the Trilogic game, <laughs> yes, didn't we? Yes, um, which is um, from the Celestial Toy Maker, moving the discs, the discs from one pole to another, and mm. um, who is it demonstrating? Jack, isn't it? Dem- Jack. Demonstrates it and gets his calculator, calculator. out at one does point. Does this
4: long calculation and then gives this what, 300 and whatever it was moves. Well, um, 55. No, it's, it's, it's
5: 256. 256. And then he has to do minus, minus one. one. And he does it
4: on the calculator. 255.
5: <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's one of those big 70s calculators yes. as well. Lovely, lovely. The, so light, probably, the lights probably were dimming in the studio as yeah, he was using the power. Yeah, probably worth money now, that, yeah. that, that thing. But... Uh, yeah, I'd say have a have a nose around on YouTube. It's worth it. Just, it well worth it. Yes. We we should point out there is uh the revival series from TVS, How to which is I didn't know uh, no. Yes, and um, that that that's a late, later series. Mm-hmm. Um that's from 1990. Correct. Um Oh hello. Somebody, we, somebody's just put something through this. the door. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Um and that ran from 1990. Um, all the way up to 2006.
4: So the program's got longevity.
5: So you know, proving that that format, you know, could could be could be done again. Frankly, um, that was Fred Dinage, Gareth Jones, Carol Vorderman, Sean Lloyd, Gail Porter, and Gail McKenna Good presenting Lord. that. And again, that's 198 wow. episodes. So you know, the the complete how, if you include them as as one series Port, is Paul television It's from Port to TV is is something like you know nearly 450 episodes yeah and that's an awful lot of material to cover absolutely but yes but there you go how and we'll do it again shall we how Thank you, Mr. Warren. Yes,
0: thank you, Warren. That's a really lovely article. Yeah, of course. Yes.
5: Um, now, the only bit of tension I think we can build <laughs> in this whole episode... It's the
0: way the format has to work. I
5: know. ...is what came through the door okay. when we were <laughs> recording the How article. And um, what
0: came through the door. It was two cards,
5: and I've right. saved them, and one yeah. was for um, local cleaners and ironers. Okay. £12.95 per hour. Okay. Ask could Janet or Peter. Okay. Okay. Right. And the other one was free carpet cleaning. Okay. That sounds good. It does. Asterisk. When paying for lounge, get two areas free. It's well, not a, free then. It's not it? really free, no. is it? It's uh, like
0: pay for one bit, get another bit for nothing.
5: Yes, never mind. Oh, well. Not very exciting. No. Um, we also mentioned Porter in TV in passing. You did. did. And uh, I guess not everyone will know what that reference is about. Um, on the. Uh, When when Southern TV lost their license to TVS, Mm -hmm. um, they had a bit of a sort of shindig. Yeah, um,
0: sort of leaving party almost. And
5: Richard Stillgo wrote a song about porter cabin TV, (laughs) which is what everyone was referring to TVS as, as they'd set up a load of porter cabins in Southern TV's car park. Yes. <laughs> and Very professional. and he does actually reference how in the oh, song. Okay. So we'll have a little bit of the song, mm-hmm. and then we'll go straight into uh, another article, uh, mm. which is about thriller. Yes. Um, and that's um, done by Paul and Nick. Yes. So we'll look forward to hearing that as well. And then Ooh. we'll come back, and then you've got something, haven't you? I have. Okay. Mm. See you all soon then. Okay.
2: We are part Cabin TV, and we promise we will change everything so that all is new and vital. The show to alter most will be our nightly coast to coast, which is really day by day, with a new title. We are part of Cabin TV, and we're dropping lots of shows. I'm afraid to how we all must say goodbye. Because we don't know how, but we do know when it's now. And what people want to know is not how, but why. We are part of cabin TV, and all that's going to change is the local television station's name. We would change things if we could, but Southern was so good. We've decided to leave everything the same.
6: and Lisa. Uh, it's me, Paul, sometimes known as Chayette, and, and it's Nick. Hello. <laughs> Hello, yes. Um, we're going to be discussing the TV show Thriller today. We're not going to do like a series review. There's too many episodes. It's 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 beyond me at the moment to be able to sort of, um, you know, do a, uh, a good sort of background on the series because uh, what we can say is that uh, it was one of um, Brian Clemens's projects probably one of the first ones he did after the avengers and before the new avengers um, also I, I
1: i as you say we won't go into a season over, a overview but my one memory of this series is um going to bed late-ish on a saturday night in the 70s and, and knowing this was on and um some but it was a reveal at the end you know kind of like ah this is, so it was this and that and, and i remember them finding a body in the cupboard and not freaking out by that. Though, being a little
6: bit unnerved by it, um, but it's it's it's. I've not seen episode since, but it really looks like my cup of tea, and you can't really go wrong with a bit Brian. As Nick, as Nick says, he's not seen um, like it for years, or seen had any of it. I've pretty much watched every episode of this uh the six seasons. I think it's six seasons. Uh, it's a sort of two box set. About you know, um, uh, there were a lot of a lot of episodes, but what. I have done is picked one of the two box sets, brought it along and what we're going to be doing is that Nick has chosen an episode we're going to do what we've done before where we kind of pause a couple of times, see how we think it's going, whether we're enjoying it yeah. and um, then I'm also going to choose one and we're going to do the same with that so we're going to review two episodes quite randomly um, and the first one yeah, The first one is The Crazy Kill and um, I, I see it's got
1: a very young denim but it's also got what was sort of stood out for me uh, was Anthony Valentine. who's one of my uh-huh. favourite actors. Yes, um, and he's always good in sort of thriller
6: things like Karen mm. and *Raffles*. So, uh, I didn't I, see I, what I didn't see quite what de- date it was from on the bottom. I
1: think it's nineteen. Uh, May, oh, that's
6: right, uh, May, May seventy-five. So yeah, it's one of so the, the latest. It would, it would one of the one, latest seasons. Essentially, I might have. I'd be
1: ironic if this was. This has the memory of the what memory I've got of <coughs> <laughs> the show. Really. So. But
6: yeah, this is this is one of the later seasons. Okie dokie, I haven't selected mine yet, but uh, yes, well we we're going to be reviewing the Crazy Kill. The Crazy Kill, here we let's go it's crazy, folks. So we've watched the first. We have fifteen minutes or so. Uh, we're breaking the advert break. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts? Oh, nothing it so far. I mean, I, you can't go far wrong. But there's a there's a tick list here of
1: all the things I like. There's a 70s TV, um, good actors in it, and you've got a super super cast to work with. Uh, Brian Clemens knows how to put together a story, and and we, um, and, yeah, it's it's top notch stuff, and I I I, I can see myself watching quite a few of these actually, and, and so to, Valentine's is splendidly chilling
6: as. We should probably just give a sort of brief synopsis. Um, it, it's about a, a doctor and his wife who has taken hostage in their house by two escaped um, prisoners, I guess, uh, one of them being Anthony Rantine. Um, and, yeah, the story's only just really beginning. The police, the police seem to be aware that uh, that somebody's on the, the run and they're looking for them. But uh, there's also another lady who's being driven to the, the, the house... Um, unaware of what's happening at the house, so that's obviously going to... There's some very sound um, building blocks of a yes, story. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. I do recall about. this one. It's one of the ones that's stuck in my, my head, and I think I do remember quite a good twist coming up, but uh, which we'll probably not be able to re- yeah. reveal, but we'll, 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 we'll see I, how it goes. <laughs> I and mean, what's quite
1: nice is... Um, I'd, uh, I'd say Anthony Valentine, one of my favourite actors I, I, so I thought oh yeah we'd love some of it um, John Marino who was in mm-hmm. Boombay 3 and played one, an, an aged secret agent in Eyes Only and, and Ambassadors of Death Doctor Who um, Dennis Chinnery fresh from Genesis of the Daleks in again <laughs> Doctor Who the ins- guy playing the inspector looks very 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 familiar and I can't, I can't haven't quite placed him yet i um, mm-hmm. There's uh, Robert Lindsay um playing you know, just, just a couple of years before he did Citizen Smith, but playing a cheeky copper, which is quite fun to see. Um and Denham Elliott in the most seventies um top, top imaginable. Very you know, big colours. Very big
6: colours, uh, it's, it, it's cracking good stuff and I'm enjoying it. Um uh, the, Yeah, yes uh, yeah, I, I do do you remember this? I was interested to see. Well, what I was going to say, one of the things I noticed was that um, considering most most filler episodes are filmed um, in a set, mm. they, they don't have much outside broadcasting, but um, but there is quite a lot of OB work in this so far, which is a little bit unusual. I can't think of many episodes where there's that much outside. No, it's.
1: Um, the other thing is I love the pace and structure of Tell you in those days, people people say, "Oh, it, it's slow." Um, it's 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 better paced because you know you 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 do move on and and you do you know it's 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 great it's
6: cranking it up very nicely indeed. Well, we shall watch the next segment and report back at the end of part two. Mm-hmm. So we reach to the end of part two. Yes. Any more thoughts? Oh, very still very exciting,
1: and um, I say. It's it was some very experienced good writing and um and some very good performances from top notch actors. Um keeping keeping on the edge of the seat all the time. It's, and keeping you guessing. And there are little things happening all the time that make you think, Oh um, they've just uh, the policemen were found dead, you think, Right, I wonder who did that, you know, there's somebody else on the loose and and the, the inspector is is not a well man, and you think, oh, I wonder if that'll play. Um, also of note, one of the policemen is Mark Win Davy, who went on to play Say for Breebroke in um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, but no, it's it's, it's superb stuff. Oh, I also detected a few accents. <laughs> yeah, well, <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Anthony Valentine using a few of the uh, mock, Mockney um, one, uh, t- tones. Um, he uh, and, and sort of nerdy tones he used in, in his disguises in Raffles, uh, but no, he's, he's super when he when he when he says he's, he's going to kill you, you believe him, you know? He's, 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 he's absolutely superb at those sort of um, parts. it's great. Uh, no, it's it's great stuff and very well written
6: characters. Um, kind of, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. Well, you're enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope do you enjoy that. We have I to be careful it. not to give away the double yeah. twist, but there is a double twist. <laughs>
1: yes, very satisfying it was too. No, excellent cast, super script from <coughs> Dennis Spooner. What do you expect? He's 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 terrific, and um, yeah, it's just end to end class. It's uh, it's a really enjoyable story. Um, yeah, it's difficult to say too much without giving the game away, but. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some more thrillers because they've, they've been. I, I, got, I had a feeling they would be my kind of my kind of gig.
6: Yeah,
1: um, but it's 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 good. It keeps you on your toes. I like that.
6: Yeah, um, that was a good one. That, that, I definitely enjoy. Remember enjoying that one the first time I saw it. But uh, yeah. Elliot's great because he
1: the kind of parts he plays. Um, he always plays the downtrodden neurotic and, and kind of um, keeps you guessing right to the end in this. Mm. He's, he, uh, he was an excellent actor.
6: Well, um, next up, there'll be my choice, but. Yes. Do you, I, know, do you know what your choice is yet? Yeah? No, I shall make that decision and we will return imminently. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've moved on to the second of our two thriller episodes. This is my pick, and. Uh, the Screamer. The Screamer. It's also from 1975, although I think it's probably from an earlier season. It's very early 1975, so probably made in 1974. Um, I didn't pick it because it was a particular favourite, but I kind of went for it because it was uh, sort of a, a bit of a stalkery type one, um, from what I could tell from the... I've seen it before, but can't remember anything about what happens. But uh, um, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, again, the building blocks are
1: there very skillfully done um, tense direction um, Jim Norton um, playing the um, Suspicious Man mm. he's been um, a dubious pers- <laughs> personage in uh, many many things, I've got yeah. him in a Vanderbork somewhere, um, uh, similarly um, and he recently actually, yes, come to think of it this summer, last summer I saw him in something that was about five years old um, where he played Stan Laurel mm-hmm. very well too yeah. Rather pretty lady with a very wide collar, (laughs) Um, lovely moody location, Um, uh, the uh, station. Yes, and uh, the station works very impressive on this one.
6: Yes. Although I think the train was probably studio. Oh, (laughs) I can can imagine trains definitely studio, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can imagine them wobbling the the set a (laughs) bit. Yeah, but um, yeah, with
1: um, and Derek Smith. (laughs) Uh, who's a reliable old pro um, playing the inspector this time? know um, yeah, so he, he was he was the drugster that like seven episodes Shadow, and he
6: was also in King of the Castle. So far, the main main lady has been travelling to see friends in the country where there have been attacks on ladies, and uh, um, she thinks she's being picked up at the station, but they don't show up. So she walks to the house and is followed, and then is apparently. Uh, att- att- attacked by the person following her, who she met earlier on the train. Mm. At least that's what we presume happens, but we we, do we don't it? know yet. Um, anyway, as if we shall uh, top top-notch stuff. Uh, we'll watch some more. the rest of it. Yep, we'll we'll watch on and report back. So we've watched straight through to the end. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that one? Oh, very very good. And um, the nice twists and. Keep guessing and uh, the psychological. Uh, psychological. Thriller. I like that. That's, that's probably my favourite sort of. It's, re- one of the, it's one of those ones where you're not sure mm-hmm. whether the person is seeing what she thinks she's seeing, and she thinks she's being stalked. Is she mm-hmm. being stalked? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's certainly up to the standard of the first one. Yeah, yeah. They're both both good in uh, in their own way, really. Yeah, uh, lots of
1: uh, reliable actors. Again, some uh, very good cast you were saying that that it was directed by Sean O'Roarke, who um, uh, I think might have even produced and certainly directed a number of episodes of *Sapphire and Steel*. Yeah. So, and so he and the so, uh, um, um sorry, ATV. So HV, uh, yeah. he, he would have been on their staff presumably, because of course ATV was um, *Sapphire and Steel*.
6: Yeah, I think. And um, Larry Johnson does the uh, uh, theme music, but. Um, I think there's also quite a lot of music from the Avengers probably mm. also um composed. I, I really like the incidental music. I think it's um does
1: it's sort of like a, a little bit a little bit like Dudley Simpson, you know, the sort of mm. subtle kind of um creeping saxophones and things like that and, uh, Yeah, yeah that's great. The ending was darker perhaps you could say. Yeah, I think it probably was actually, yeah. Yes. Um and um for all, any Doctor Who aficionados, um Wolf Morris who was Pablo Samlavar in uh, the main um <laughs> llama in the uh, um abominable snowman, uh, yeah. the Yeti the first Yeti story. And also Cardinal Wolsey in um Six Wives of Um brother of Aubrey Morris, who uh, basically rent a weirdo
6: <laughs> in um, in just about everything you can imagine. <laughs> and um the the main the main actress was Pamela Franklin. I know that name. From um, Very pretty girl. Um, well, she
4: Pamela
6: Franklin. It's, uh, well I can tell you what she was. She uh, was she now. Well, when Wikipedia
4: mm-hmm.
6: uh, was when this Wikipedia entry was written, she and her husband, along with one of her sons, uh, Cones the bookstore Mystery Pier Books, Incorporated oh. in West Hollywood. But she is actually, she, although she played American, she is English. Um, what else is she feeling? Well, The Innocence, The Lion, The Horse Without a Head, oh. Flipper's New Adventure, these were in the 60s, oh. See How They Run, A Tiger Walks, A Third Secret, Eagle in a Cage, The Nanny, I think that might be the Hammer from The, the Nanny, Possibly, mm. Quick Before They Catch Us, Our Mother's House, The Night of the Following Day, mm. David Copperfield, sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Pri- the Prime of Miss Jean Brodie, sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Sinful Davy, Strange Re- an Episode of Strange Report. A series called Medical Center, American series. The Name of the Game, uh, and soon The Darkness, which is the uh, Brian Clemens thriller that I lent you we watched together. Oh yeah. Uh, something called Green Acres. Mm-hmm. She was in a couple of episodes of the detective show Canon mm-hmm. Again, showing that she was in America by seventies. Mm-hmm. She did something called Necromancy. She was in a couple of episodes. Um, no, just one episode of Bonanza. Um, Ace, Eli and Roger of the Skies. Mm-hmm. Circle of Fear. I think that was an anthology show. Mm-hmm. Intertect, Legend of Hell House. The Letters. Satan's School for Girls, 1973. Love Story episode. See, um, she was in an episode of Streets of San Francisco. Well, uh, I own the love story. So she did work prolifically across the pond. Yeah, Six Million Dollar Man... She's in an episode of that. Manic, that was a detective show. Barnaby Jones, Crossfire, In Insight. Two how episodes- old is she? I'll tell you in a sec. Well, she, she stopped acting in 81. Um, uh, yeah, she's in another episode of Thriller. Um, the Food of the Gods, Eleanor Franklin. Episode of Hawaii Five-O. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old is she? She was. She's 67. She was born in 1950 in Japan. Oh, right. Really. But uh, she is considered... British actress who appeared in feature films from 61 to 76 and on American television throughout the 70s she has two children born in the 70s so she probably stopped when stopped acting when she had the kids her husband is called Harvey Jason no who is also an English actor but I don't know much um, no no anyway um, so that was Screamer and no that was our second episode of Thriller so Excellent. Hopefully, Andrew and Lisa, you've uh, we've uh, we've done a duty. <laughs> and what a fun <laughs> done duty it duty. was. <laughs> yes. And um, maybe we'll do another duo of Thriller another time for you. Yeah, that'd be nice. OK. Goodbye, Lisa Goodbye. and Andrew. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Martha. Goodbye, Rose. <laughs> Goodbye, Yellow Big Road. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. <laughs>
5: Thank you very much to Mr. Nick and Mr. Paul for yes, that.
0: Thank you, boys. Another good article.
5: And in fact, you went and bought the whole of Thriller. Yes, on the. After, after that listening to that article, yes, didn't you? Because yes. it's not a series we no, know really.
0: No, no, and I'm, I don't even really like sort of scary. We sort of
5: we like tales of the unexpected. Yeah, don't
0: but you? That's um, yeah. 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 I suppose it's similar to that, isn't well, it? So, well, we'll yeah. have to watch and see. We will.
5: And now over to you, really.
0: Yes, over to me.
5: As you do. Uh, the final article of this episode, yes. which is Heidi High.
6: Hello, campers. I've got a very important announcement to make, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Mister Fairbrother is here to do it with me. It's
2: just like the adverts. You pretend you're on Terry. Lee. Ah, oh, yes. Um.
6: Tell them what's happening.
2: Yes. I'm. I'm here to tell you about a new winter holiday offer a sort of winter break, to take your mind off the cold and the Christmas shopping and stuffing the turkey. So come to Maplin's instead. Leave a special offer. It's new and it's improved. Well, it's new, and um, and it's at a different time.
6: Tell them when. Sunday. 7.15 BBC
2: One. Oh, yes. Um, 7.15 BBC One, Sunday, and it's all new. Well, that's it then. Heidi, hi. Oh. And Ruth Maddock is the guest on Breakfast Time tomorrow morning from 6.30 on BBC One. This evening on Radio 2 in 10 minutes, there's a European soccer special with coverage of the first leg of the third round of the UEFA Cup between Nottingham Forest and Celtic. On BBC One now, part three of our drama serial, Spy Ship. Well, if you feel them lonely, and pick in a stew. Just bend your ear, come over here, and man, here's what you do. If you got the blues, I got some news. Join in the fun in your blue make you're the holiday ride
5: Lisa. Yes. Heidi High. ho ho Oh, I knew you were going to do that. Yes, <laughs> well, isn't it? <laughs> We've been obvious. doing the joke all the way through the episode. Yes. Right. Why did you want to talk about Heidi High on this episode? Because...
0: Oh, bye, Rose. Rose was sitting on my lap but she took off off. Um, because I think it's a really... It's another um, great uh, ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets something to do if not in every episode then they'll get an episode based around their character. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things it's it's fun to watch. It cheers you up. Um and it's it looks sunny but it was probably freezing because they were usually <laughs> filming in October. Yes. Um occasionally in the spring but mostly in October. Then yeah it's just fun and all the characters are like well apart from the ones that aren't meant to be likable but all the characters there's usually something to like about them okay so yeah that's why
5: but tell us what the actual setup is what's right. the, what's what's the it's, sit here because it's, it's, it's a sitcom it's but a sitcom. what is the sit it's,
0: the sit the sit is it's a um a holiday camp mm-hmm. um uh, uh, we still have them to this day and they still have uh red coats and blue coats and things People go there for a week, and you are entertained, and you have your meals there. And I mean, personally, to me, it sounds like a nightmare. Because <laughs> you, you wouldn't I want wouldn't
5: want to, want to, to go to
0: a holiday camp. camp and get involved. The trouble in is, things. you see, I've
5: taken you to hot hotels with yes, like you have. with like en suites. En suites. You know, like, yes. That's posh, isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, these days you get a bathroom in the in the where you stay. Yeah. In 1959, which is you, when this is which set. is when this you is set. Say that. Yeah. Um, it's a basic, chalet... And if you want to go to the loo, you have to go to the toilet block, or yeah. you have to go to the Com- shower block. Well, not
5: communal, really, but no. it is a block, isn't it? It's and a block. A special place. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, and there's a, there's a gentleman and a lady, so you don't have to share, at least. But yeah, oh, so. that
5: might make it more fun. It might. Mm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs>
0: the the basic um, idea is that there's a Cambridge University professor. Who is? Um, Jeffrey Fairbrother, played by
5: Simon Cadell, mm-hmm. and very, I should, played very well. Very
0: well by Simon <laughs> Cadell, and I should just say before we go any further, I had a—I uh, think he was a geography teacher called Mister Fairbrother.
5: All right. Did he get the P taken out of him?
0: Um, I don't remember, but I always imagined. I don't think his name was Jeffrey, but in my head, he was called Jeffrey. Because Heidi high is eighties. Is eighties? Yes, it was contemporary. from went when I was at. Uh, yeah. Uh, because it score. runs...
5: I mean, the pilot episode is 1980, isn't yes. it? And then it runs up to, what, 1988? 88, I is the, yes. Is the yes. Final... I think
0: it's 79, isn't it? Or not 79. The or pilot's, pilot, pilot's
5: 1st of January, 1980. Yeah, so it's made in 79. Series 1 is February 1981. Yeah. And then it runs all the way through to uh, the final episode. It lo-
0: was, was 30 was, years ago last the month. The Wind
5: of Change is... Uh, January nineteen
0: eighty eight. Yes, so uh, thirty years ago, last month. Ah, right. Which is another reason to celebrate okay, it. So, um, but yeah. So, the central
5: character is Geoffrey Fairbrother, mm. and he is, and he is a professor of archaeology. But, but why is he an entertainment manager? At a... I don't know. That's that, that's obviously.
0: Because that gives you scope to have different yeah. characters, but, I but suppose. But he wants to
5: do something different. And he does. He's he wants fed
0: up to, with. He, he's fed up with being in a stuffy world of academics. Mm. So he wants to go out and experience the real world yes. and meet real people, <laughs> which he does. Yes. And. But he's a totally a fish out of water. Yeah,
5: but that's where a lot of the comedy yes. is, isn't it? That yeah, he's... a lot of the comedy
0: comes from the fact that he's he's just he's, he's floundering around with not an idea of what he's doing really, and most of the time, um, Paul Shane's character Ted Bovis, who is the camp host, mm-hmm. who is the person that comes on and introduces stuff and does the games and does a slot in the evening in the Hawaiian ballroom.
5: He's, he's a bit he rescues dodgy, him. He's Ted, slightly Ted, dodgy, yeah. He does he's a lot got, of fiddles. He's got various scams to make money. But then it, it, money. it
0: seems that most of the yellowcoats are, are doing one scam or another. You mm. know, glad he sells tennis balls. <laughs> the... Um,
5: Yvonne and Barry Stewart are agrees. Sell
0: shoes. <laughs> so they're all at it. I should say Gladys is Gladys Pew. She's yeah. the chief yellow coat. She's
5: Geoffrey's right-hand and she's man. She's Geoffrey's
0: right hand man and she adores him.
5: Yes. Does he notice that ever?
0: Um yeah, I think he does. He's a bit scared by right. it, I think. But I, he I, doesn't reciprocate. I
5: love the scene in one of the episodes we saw yeah. where he's got his trousers in yeah. his hand. <laughs> and they, Gladys comes in. Yeah. And it's just a lovely little bit of subtle detail. Yeah. That, that he's got the trousers in his hand. He's yes, in,
0: and they're in front of his legs. He's not got his trousers on. No, no, he's actually holding them physically because he's just about to put them on.
5: And then he just he does, does up the zip. He
0: does the zip up, yeah. yeah.
5: And he's very, very good at that detail, that yes. little bits of detail, yeah. isn't he? Um, yeah, I mean,
0: he he's a... He was a Shakespearean actor, Simon Cadell. Mm. It's it's amazing he was best they known got as him. A Nazi, wasn't Before he? he did this, he was known as we, and we still haven't watched any of the series. And really, must he was in um, Enemy at the Door? Yes, and he was a Gestapo um, Nazi <laughs> a and not <laughs> a, a, Gestapo a Gestapo Nazi. As opposed to all the
5: other, <laughs> other ones,
0: um, and not very nice. And he used to get get hit in the streets, and then he did this, and he said it was quite nice because people used to come up to him and say hi, hi, hi. Yeah. That would be nicer to him. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, sadly, I, I can, he died can, a few years ago. I can ago imagine Santa him
5: being very icy, though. Yes. As you said, we've not wa- watched it, but yeah. um, it, it's on the list of things to It's on to the
0: say. pile, it's just we didn't get round to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's he's very good. And a, he does up to, I think he does the first five series, is it? Uh,
5: let, let's From have Series a
0: look. six onwards, it's a different character
5: so yeah so together again yeah, series, series six, six and the it,
0: series loses a lot when he, when leaves he The note that he's left yes. basically yeah yeah, yeah yeah and you That's get 1984 you, yeah you get a different uh, entertainments manager who works well in his own way who is is um clive the honorable clive dempster dfc mm. played by um david griffin well he's not
5: he's interesting as well because his, his family uh, yes again um, uh, very opposed to him being yes. in this position yes, and
0: very opposed to him when he because he eventually this is not a spoiler alert because it is over 30 years ago when he eventually gets engaged to Gladys hmm. they're very against the idea of her as their daughter-in-law and they try and stop the wedding and you know
5: but is it, is it true to say there's an air of tattiness about yes all this yes
0: um, what you have to understand with all the best will in the world is that all these characters are failures yeah in fact, the most su- successful one is Jeffrey because he goes off to be a professor in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and uh, of archaeology. So he goes and does something with his life.
3: Yeah,
0: But his personal life is a failure, yeah. because he's divorced and he's not very good with women. So, you know, although he's got academic success in his personal life, if he'd stayed in the camp, Gladys would have probably married him and he would have been happy, mm. but... But, but
5: that's not to look down on the characters, no, is it? Because, because what they
0: do at the camp is very successful. Mm. They make people happy. Because
5: what's the one with John the uh, Carnival time. That's uh,
0: series two, is, is it? it? Series uh, two, no. series three, series, three, series three, yeah, three. Yeah, series
5: three. Carnival
3: time.
0: Yeah, and he's the the um, the dean of the college, mm. and he he goes to the camp to try and persuade him to go back. The college
5: because he's offering him the chair the of archaeology. Yes, Ted just thinks he's trying to he's sell, trying him sell him a chair. A chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but it, there's a very good speech from Jeffrey about yes. how yeah. these people are my friends, yeah, and what they're doing is very important. Yes, because um, they
0: bring joy to people's life for that yeah. week that, that they're at the holiday camp, they can forget all their all their troubles and their cares. I mean, there's a scene in the in the pilot episode. And it always, it's, all is. this sounds really silly, but it always makes me a little bit teary where there's an old couple mm. and they meet oh, them yes, on the train yes, yes, going yes. down to Crimpton on Sea, which is where the cat imp is set. And, um, they're staying in a guest house and then their, their landlady breaks her leg, and they go for their second week of holiday. They go and stay at the camp, and they go and see him, and he's thinking of leaving Geoffrey because he thinks he's not very good at this. Mm. And they say to him, "You know, you've you've cheered us up, and you've we've not had a great life, but you've cheered us up, and you've made us forget yeah. our troubles." And give him that like, half a crown or something. <laughs> give him, a, give him a,
5: give him a tip, tip. And he just doesn't know
0: and what to do. He doesn't know what to do with it, and then <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's it makes him think, well, actually, no, what I'm doing is worthwhile. Mm.
5: And I would say that to anybody that does anything creative, anybody yes. that writes or or does anything like yeah. that. And sometimes I think people in that field sort of, think what they're doing isn't important mm. but it is and and it really is
0: art is important yes absolutely it I mean, brings joy into people's lives yeah, and,
5: and, and i think that's something that that's underestimated is underestimated actually it's um, it's
0: underestimated and underfunded mm. and we're going off topic
5: no but it's it's <laughs> a, no it's it's a point i want to make yes. because yeah um anybody creative is doing mm. something damn important yes and you should be proud of yourself if you're doing and carry that. on doing it yes so that's yes. to everybody out there that's yeah. that, that, that writes or, or or podcasts or anything. Oh, yeah,
0: anything. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: Anyway, yes. um,
0: but so, we haven't talked about all the characters. Have no, we we. we
5: oh no! We've I mean, there's a, a, this there's is going to be a big article. Yes. This is because yes. there's a lot of ground to. So we said, said about Jeffrey, Jeffrey and
0: Gladys and okay. Ted. Do you
5: want to say any more more about G- uh, Gladys or Ted, or um, because Gla- well. Gladys is. You did. You did the impression. Of I did Gladys the impression.
0: At, I'd like to apologise for my accent. Yes,
5: it's but not Glad, very good. Gladys does all the radio Maplin she, she's stuff.
0: The, yes, she's the radio Maplin announcer.
5: And you've got a radio Maplin's bag, haven't you? I have. Thanks to Clayton Hickman. Thank
0: you, Clayton. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anybody that likes um, cult stuff, go to Red, Red Bubble. So, and account. search for Clayton Hickman and you will be amazed and spend lots of money <laughs> you certainly did yes yeah, I did i had to stop You've got
5: cushions and bags cushions and, everything. and
0: bags and, and postcards and Christmas cards and everything but yeah and so yeah Gladys is she's one of the more important characters because in a way it it Mm. Centres around her and Jeffrey yeah. that relationship, and then later on, her and Clive. She's
5: one of the main people that's in the series all the way all the through. Way through. Yeah. And there aren't actually that many people when you no. when you think about it no. who's, who's well, in it. There's w- more than a lot of series. Well, there's her, the way there's to start. Ted, Ted, Spike. Spike's in it all the yeah. way through. Um, Fred. Fred and Yvonne. Yvonne,
0: yeah. And, oh, and Peggy. And, and Peggy and, and Sylvia. And S- is Sylvia's in it, Sylvia's all, the it all, all the way through, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there is a few. Yeah, and the twins, the twins. Oh, the right twins. Though, sorry. Yeah. okay, All right, more than so, I thought actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. But um, um, yeah, so you've also got um, Spike Dixon, yes, who is the camp comic, and this is his first time at it. Before this, he worked in the tax office. Oh, that's
5: right. Yes, so um, he gets to he gets trapped in the pool and awful lot. He gets trapped lot. in the
0: pool, an awful lot. And I, 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 Jeffrey Holland is a star. Because yes, hello to was, Jeffrey Holland. Yes, hello Jeffrey. It was October. Hmm. And it was freezing. And, it was freezing. Yes. and he got chucked in the pool with Mon. You know,
5: because he gets all the silly regularity. costumes. As he well. does in the yes. same way that John Inman would get all the yeah, silly costumes. All the costumes
0: in are you being served. Yeah. Jeffrey Holland gets the costumes. He doesn't get the same reaction though. No,
5: but quite. I mean, he he gets like funny policeman yeah. and like yeah. funny caveman. Funny
0: caveman. And um, then you get
5: some really strange yes. ones.
0: There's one where he seems to be dressed as Bertie Bassett. Yeah. Like a licorice all-sort kind of, like, yeah, like the candy several man. Several years before
5: the Candyman yeah. in Doctor Who, And one where he's
0: dressed as a butterfly and he looks like a monoptera.
5: But he's really sort of limp, isn't he? It's it, limp because he's
0: been out in the rain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the other characters we should mention as well is Mr. Partridge. Oh, I love, who is,
5: I love Mr. Partridge. He's the
0: Punch and Judy man, yeah. but he hates children.
5: In the same way that Mr. Granger is yes. my favourite character yeah. in Are You Being Served? Because he's so grumpy, grumpy. and <laughs> and bad at dealing yeah. with customers yes. uh mr partridge is by far yes. my favorite well it's mr partridge and and uh jeffrey fairbrother yes. they're my two oh, joy right,
0: okay mr partridge is quite a nasty person he is though. nasty yes. and he
5: hates children he
0: hates He hates everybody
5: but mm. he really hates children And again he is so bad at being a children's entertainer yes um i love the episode um where you get the shot of his Punch and Judy booth, yeah, and you see Punch and you see Judy, and there's a pint, a of, pint beer. of beer, yeah, and, and the occasionally hand comes a hand will the come up beer. to drink the beer. I can't get, and then he tries to get his hand get, up Judy. Can't. I can't get my hand up you stupid cow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, was it because he gets the introduction that um, he's he's got to say I, I'm. Um, you know, I lo- I love you all children. Yeah. And as he's about to come on to say this is a- announcement is Get Out of the way <laughs> yeah, Go he on. pushes
0: a kid out of the way, yeah.
5: And mm. yes, that would be me, frankly. <laughs> I, I must admit that if I was in that role.
0: Yeah. Um you also get Fred Quilly, who's mm. the um riding instructor.
5: You're all very fond of I'm him, aren't really you? fond
0: of Fred Quilly, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think he's one of my favourite characters. Because he starts off quite a coarse character and he the character mellows. Yeah. And he really loves his horses. Yeah. There's one episode, and I can't remember which one it is, where oh, one of his horses is 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 ill, yeah. and he can't, he hasn't got the money to get the vet in. But Ted does one of his fiddles, and they they shame Ted into giving the money to Fred so he can get the vet in to cure his horse. And I I'm not ashamed to admit that made me cry. Is a it bit. empty saddles? No that's that's, no, that's that's a still, different that's one, a different but that's one. another one. Yes, and yeah. As much as he moans about his horses, he absolutely adores them, mm. and he, you know, he looks after them to the best of his ability. And there's also the amazing thing of, in this the end titles, you get a shot of of it's a classic Perry and Croft thing that you get the shot of all the characters. You have been watching with the name of the yeah. ca- name of the actor, and when it gets to um Felix Bonas, who plays he's Fred always Qualley, moaning, he's always mouthing. He's sort of pointing, waving yeah, his finger yeah, at the we, camera. I just wish I could lip read to see what he's actually saying. somebody on saying. YouTube
5: has done an edit of the end yes. titles, which just entirely consists of him of, of his yeah, his rants about something. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he was the warm up man for it as well. Yes, that's He right. was the warm up man yeah. because he was a warm up man, and he was the warm up man for Heidi High, and they wrote that the part with him in mind, knowing he liked horse racing. Yes, so. um
5: but yeah. who else have we got? Uh, um, we've also
0: got uh, Peggy Orenshaw. Yes. She's a shally maid. Yes. That potty
5: shally the maid. Potty that potty shally maid. She's referred as, to.
0: Yes. She gets called potty a lot. Yeah. And she wants to be a yellow coat. Mm. That's, her, that's, that's her, her ambition. ambition by far, isn't yes. it? That's... But she's not pretty enough, which sounds awful. I know. But, but that's the basic thing of it. Because it's another one of these things that girls that wear glasses don't get made passes at. And she wears glasses, because yeah. there's a bit in, I think it's one of the episodes we're going to talk about in a bit, and they write a mask ball, and she's got the mask on with her glasses on top, Yeah. which would be me, because she can't see anything <laughs> without them, <laughs> and, me. and um, she takes the glasses off and the mask off, and the person she's dancing with goes, oh, I've got to go to the toilet, and disappears, yeah. Yeah. And never to be seen yeah, again, like a... and it gets a huge R for the audience. There's a number of
5: scenes where yeah. she gets an R, isn't and there?
0: It, she's played by Sue Pollard and... Yeah. As much as Sue Pard comes across in real life as a zany, madcap, eccentric person, yeah. she's a very good actress, yeah. and she can do that stuff. Because it's the it's the one really we saw well. the other day, well, this, today. today actually,
5: yeah. where she's dressed up as a shark. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's in the pool. Yeah. And then she nearly drowned. And you get this speech about yeah. um, how you know she'll keep on trying yeah. to be yellow coat. A yellow coat. And yeah. somebody starts to clap yeah. too early, too doesn't she? Yeah, yeah,
0: just slightly too early. Yeah. yeah. So um,
5: you've got Yvonne and Barry Stuart Hargreaves. Who are the
0: dancers. Yes. And that's played, they're played by um, Barry Howard and Diane Holland. Mm-hmm. And apparently, David Croft gave Barry Howard the part. Partly mm. because, obviously, he thought he'd be good. But partly because he was John Inman's partner um, in the theatre. Right. And he'd taken John Inman away to do Are You Being Served? And he felt guilty. So, he gave him the job on, on Hardy High. All
5: right. Because Barry... Um... Leaves at the end of series, series seven, seven yes. and she gets a new partner. partner yes,
0: Julian dalrymple Sykes. Yes, which who is, is great in name. one episode. At, uh, I think it's uh, end of episode five. Yeah, Barry hurts his back, and she gets him into to be a daughter's oh, right, partner, yeah, yeah. and he's played by Ben Harris, was, and he's terribly good. He's a pig farmer, and he keeps trying to persuade her to come and live on the pig farm, and she, <laughs> she can't because of the dirt and the smells. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's a great.
5: Oh, Uncle Sammy. I mean, Uncle Sammy. You yeah. say Uncle Sammy. Sammy's
0: in um, series seven. Seven onwards. Onwards. Yeah. Well, series seven, eight, and nine, really. Yeah. Because yeah. he's only in one episode of series seven. And he's the new children's entertainer. Because unfortunately, um, Leslie Dwyer, mm-hmm. who played Mr. Partridge, dies yeah. towards the end of series
5: It is five. actually noticeable when you watch the episodes. Yeah. Because th- th- there comes a point when um, Leslie Dwyer. Only appears on film. Yes, because
0: they'd all they'd pre-filmed it, and then he'd, he'd he he'd become too the ill to do the studios. Stuff, yeah. So yeah. Um, so they do work a way of getting the character out of the series, which we will talk about shortly. Yeah. Um, but they bring in um, Kenneth Connor for series eight and nine. And I think it was Jeffrey Holland's idea. He really campaigned hard for right. for um kenneth connor to be in it but then they obviously david croft already knew kenneth connor because he was in hello hello yeah i think he was in a lower at the same time that he was it crossed with so he worked for <laughs> david croft quite a lot yeah and he's he's not a very nice character either he's a tramp and and for the in the series eight he's
3: really quite
5: well, he's, was, he's quite he's dirty still, and, going, and he's quite grotty yes, but then and they clean him up yeah, later and don't they, they? he
0: keeps nicking stuff from the bins and yeah but they're cleaning up for the next series because I think they decided that he wouldn't just people just wouldn't associate with him because he was too dirty and smelly and horrible. <laughs> so they clean him up. They they put the idea in that he's he's after somebody in, in the fish bar and so they <laughs> they tidy him up and he wears a yellow coat. But I really like the character. I think he works really mm. well. He's but, not as grumpy as Mister Partridge.
5: I mean, it's Kenneth Connor, so yeah, you So
0: know. you expect it to work well. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, there's two characters. Often talked about but Mm. uh, not seen. There's Miss Miss Cathcart.
0: Miss Cathcart, who's Peggy's supervisor. Yeah,
5: Uh, as Mm -hmm. it says in Wikipedia, Peggy's supervisor and nemesis. Nemesis. I'm not sure (laughs)
0: she's a nemesis. (laughs) Whether she's a silver nemesis, I don't know. But
5: Joe Maplin, we have to talk about. We
0: do have to talk about Joe Joe Maplin.
5: Yeah. Uh, Joe Maplin, you you keep getting. An image of him, yes. and there is actually an ep- episode, "The Graven Image," where you where, get a statue, where, where you get a statue, yes. and
0: you see the back of his head. Yeah, in one episode. Okay, yeah. but
5: he's he's never actually seen. No. Um, now we 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 thought it was worth asking the yes. question: yeah. if you were producing Heidi High,
0: who would you cast? Who would you cast? Yeah.
5: And we put that question out on Twitter and Facebook, and. Yeah. We've frankly, got over 50 replies.
0: Yeah, it's quite ridiculous.
5: So thank you to everybody that, that
0: contributed, that
5: replied. We cannot name you all no. by name because we'd be here forever.
0: Nobody actually came up with the, the no, cause cause David Croft had somebody in mind. Yes. And now, nobody came up on with that the internet,
5: person. Um, if you look up Joe Maplin the, yeah. the suggestion is Bob Monkhouse. Yes. But we're still trying to work out where that came from came from because we've looked in bob's books Mm -hmm. and there's no No, reference to that so if anybody knows the original source of the bob Monkhouse story but um we've got a book uh heidi high companion by rob cope and mike fury Mm -hmm. which gives you um david croft's suggestion for who joe maplin should be but let's just run through a few of the names that you've you, you've you been okay. supplied with from our, our lovely Not followers quite sure and listeners. Where to start, really. So. Well, it goes from, like, Christopher Biggins to yes. Peter Vaughan, doesn't Peter it? Peter Vaughan, yeah. And yep. the, and some people mm-hmm. have gone for, like, sort of um, sinister people. Yep. Some people have gone for, like, sort of Cockney Rough Diamonds, yep. haven't they? Yep. And some people have just gone for sort of comedy people. Yes. So let's, let's just, just, just pick a few names.
0: Well, we've got... We've got... Wilfred Pickles. I'm, I'm I've ever seen anything <laughs> with Wilfred Pickles in, so I can't comment on that one.
5: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we can't list everything, because, no. again, it's over 50 yeah. names, isn't um, it?
0: Jimmy Jewell. Jimmy interesting. Jewell's interesting, possible, yeah. 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 Uh, Arthur Lowe, mm. who could do the pompous thing. Yeah. But I think he's not the right person. yeah. No. Because I imagine... Now, different people have different images. Yeah. Um, the enigmatic Iggins mm. thinks that Joe Maplin comes from the north. Right. I think he comes from... He's a cockney. Right. Because of the way the letters East End Boy,
5: is he? Yes. Yeah.
0: Because when he reads the letters... I mean, oh, you he, better he,
5: explain about the well, letters. He
0: sends letters to Geoffrey. To read out to read exactly how you have these... to read them exactly how they're written. Yeah. And apparently this was based on... I can't remember if it was David... I think it was David Croft's daughter's boss. Yeah. who wrote really, badly letters mm. that had to be read out exactly as they were written.
5: Because mm, the, the classic one is, what is it? Neptunes and octopussies is old hat. And yes. Jeffrey has to say he means octopi. Yes. That's the plural we see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but probably you can call them octopussies now. They've yeah, decided. Well, whatever. So, um, uh, but yeah, but he writes an autobiography mm. and he's the, the title of the autobiography is How I Done It. Yeah, <laughs> And that doesn't sound very northern to me. It sounds me. more London because you. you're from. Because I'm from Essex. You're from so Essex, so I'm, so I'm used to that sort of kind of accent. Mm. But yeah, some of the other suggestions: Max Bygraves. That's interesting. Max Bygraves is yeah. interesting. Albert Finney. I think that's a little <laughs> out of their league.
5: Now Arthur English. I saw Arthur was on English, the list. Yes. Arthur English. Arthur English would works for me because yeah. he's got the cockney thing. Yeah. And he's part of. Um the, the, the Perry and Croft yes. sort of ensemble, well, isn't the, it? The the Croft. Well yeah. The okay Croft ensemble. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But oh, well also that's got... Lloyd and Croft, isn't Lloyd it? I, yeah. I think so, yes.
0: But he's also got something like Stratford John's.
3: <laughs> okay. I'm
0: not sure I can imagine Stratford John's, but maybe yeah. if he did it with a lot of pomposity yeah then yeah. and Arthur Mullard.
5: Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Arthur Mullard impression
0: we've also got like dean gaffney i think that's for now all
5: right okay i'm
0: not quite sure about dean gaffney <laughs> okay he's in EastEnders, in case i don't know
5: um
0: warren clark yeah warren mitchell yeah paul merton that's not somebody knocking to come in there's somebody putting a nail oh, in oh, somebody,
5: somebody's banging nails in yeah. next door we do so, apologize
0: um ray winston again for uh, now that, i think
5: okay and more sinister and
0: more sinister yeah. um sid james maybe yeah john pertwee not oh, sure about that. Okay, no. No. <laughs> Somebody suggested Lou Grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Lou not Grade quite wasn't sure. an actor, was No. He? no. Okay. No. Just
5: Lou Grade as, so Grade
0: as himself. And then you've got sort of like David Ryle, George Baker, Dick Emery, yeah, Peter Miles, Harry Taub, Not P- sure what Peter accent he do. Peter Miles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Joss so, Ackland. Okay. Reg Varney. Brian Shaw. I'm not sure who said that. Yeah. And, you know, the list is, is quite ridiculous. Roy Hudd? Roy we Hudd, yeah. Roy Hudd's yeah.
5: not bad. Roy Hudd's yeah.
0: not bad. You could do the sleazy thing but as l- well. L-
5: let me finally, let, yes, let me let's, reveal let's all. let tell,
0: tell you who okay, I need David to find... Croft. Well, I could tell you without you looking at it. Well, yeah,
5: but I need to find the exact quote. Here we go. So this is um, David Croft's quote from the Heidi High Companion. Companion. Right. Joe is, in fact, an amalgam of various people. He was largely based on a bloke my daughter was working for at the time, in that he used to dictate wonderful ungrammatical letters. I borrowed that feature from him. If Joe had ever appeared, I think it would have been played by Charlie Drake. A little man, very down-to-earth, not well-educated, but a dynamo. Charlie Drake never knew this. What do you think of that, Lisa? I,
0: well, I'm going to hold my hands up and say I am hamstrung by the fact that I cannot stand Charlie Drake. Oh, dear. So that. So that for me, it would have been an interesting idea,
5: mm.
0: but I've never seen Charlie Drake do anything where he wasn't playing himself and yeah. just coming on and going, hello, my darlings and getting a huge standing, well, not standing, ovation, but a huge round of applause. So maybe if I'd seen Charlie Drake in something. Yeah playing something other than himself, I might agree,
5: but okay. even
0: even in The Worker, he's just playing a basic version of himself. I
5: have to say, if, if it was Charlie Drake, that graven image is about a foot too tall, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there is a line in the graven image that he's based. He's made himself look like Churchill. Okay. So he's made himself look more um, imposing.
5: Right. Well, anyway, shall we move on to our featured Let's move episodes? move on to our featured episodes, um, which come
0: from series...
5: Where are we? Uh, seven. Series seven? Yes. 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 And they're somewhat unusual, aren't they? They are. Um, it's because, because how
0: do you write out a regular character Yeah. when you can't have that character on scene and have a leaving scene?
5: Yeah. So these are episodes 41 and 42. So yeah. amazingly, it's a two-part story. It is. Which it's got a cliffhanger. Which impressed me from yeah. the start. Yeah. Um, yeah. So episode 41, mm-hmm. uh, 5th of January 1986, It's Murder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sort of gives away the plot a bit really well yes
5: it? yeah but yeah. T- t- tell me what happens
0: well mr partridge goes too far yes and he gets drunk and he thumps a lot of kids yeah and all the parents are after him yeah he goes into hiding yeah and the staff can't find him mm-hmm. though there is an off-screen scene with him and fred quilly yeah um when they come out of the ballroom at midnight, well, after midnight, after good night campers, because they have good night campers every night, <laughs> uh, they walk round the pool.
3: Yeah.
0: And there's a body in the pool
5: <laughs> face down, a face the... down, with dressed
0: nu- in Mr. Partridge's clothing with a knife in his back.
5: Yeah. And I went, what? Because I'd <laughs> read the synopsis of this and I'd not seen this episode. And I thought, mm. no, they're not really going to do this are they (laughs) Mm. and and they do well Mm. apparently they do anyway because as you say it does end on a cliffhanger which is highly unusual for perry and croft stuff in the first place and for comedy and for comedy generally yeah Mm. you then get episode 42 yeah who killed mr partridge
0: (laughs) yes so basically (laughs) ted gets piggy to rouse all the entertainment staff yeah and in the meantime, he phones Joe Maplin. Joe Maplin tells him not to do anything because he <laughs> wants to speak to his solicitor. Yeah. The entertainment staff get there and they say they should call the police. But they don't. Ooh. They wait to see what Joe Maplin's got to say. And they wait. And they wait. And they have to try and keep the fact that there's a dead body in the pool quiet. So they go to turn the lights off on the pool and fuse the whole camp, <laughs> turn all the lights off. Then uh, a camper, played by Robin Parkinson, sees the body and they have to bundle him off and hide him in Radio Mountain Blue. Because so, it
5: just suddenly gets yeah, really it's dark. it's really
0: dark and it's shot really like a sort of whodunit. Yeah. Lots of music and close-ups of people. Yeah, you get, you, you get, get the
5: da-da-da music mm. several times. So, don't you?
0: And then the police turn up. Yeah. And they've contacted contacted, contacted Joe Maplin and Joe Maplin says he knows nothing about this and he <laughs> hasn't spoken to anybody.
3: At this so they're, point, they're in hot water they're in at hot this water, point, aren't yeah, they?
0: Yeah. And at this point, they get the body out of the pool. Only to discover it's a dummy.
5: <laughs> and <laughs> I love the way when they bring it out of the pool. You can see its arms swinging. Yeah. It's really, really limp, isn't really it?
0: Limp. And it's basically all been a up by Mister Partridge, who has gone to live with um, a pub landlady somewhere, and he's done this same revenge.
5: Yeah. But yeah, as, as, a, as a sort of two part yeah. story, it really impressed me in that it went in a direction and an atmosphere that I really wasn't expecting of this series because, mm. um, you know, the, the I'm I'm. I'd say of my favorite Perry and Croft series is probably Dad's Army. Yeah. And I've always I've always felt that Heidi High never quite reached those no. those heights necessarily. But there's
0: a lot of stuff that doesn't reach those heights. Yeah, but
5: then to be fair very few shows do. Do. Yeah. Um but having now watched it in order with you mm-hmm. it, it it really has gone up the charts a bit for yeah. me. It Could was it... a lot better than i thought it yes. was going to be just just generally. Mm-hmm. And these two episodes in particular yeah. really really impressed yeah. me the, the they way are they because yeah, as you say they were essentially faced with a problem. Yeah. And it, that problem seems to have inspired them to produce something really quite unusual. Yeah. And mm. And in in fact, as I said to you, I think it, with that second episode, I might even have pushed it a bit further, because mm-hmm. it, it it's a very very strong idea, mm. um, and and just just make the direction even a bit more yes, um, sort of dramatic, shall we say? I mean, you don't you don't want to go too far with no. it, but it, it's it's very very good stuff actually, mm-hmm. and it's really funny that epi- I've just looked at the episode list, and the episode that follows it is Spaghetti Galore, yes, which, which is. Yeah. which is a real vicar of dibley isn't it because is. yeah. gladys keeps having to eat spaghetti yes. doesn't she she yeah. goes for about is it three or four three m- or four meals, meals yeah. at the same yeah. trattatoria tony's yeah. and you have to
0: pretend to oh how, how are you every time because you've got to pretend that you've not seen it before yeah but yes yeah, i mean the thing about heidi high mm. is if you watch one episode at random yeah and you've not seen it before you don't get the full benefit no. because you get the benefit of watching it from the start in order to the end Yeah, because you get the build on the characters what they're like and
5: that, yeah i mean that's yeah. the thing there is definite progression yes. of character isn't it that you yeah. can easily miss if you don't
0: you, don't watch you it. do it
5: in the right order no. and that mm-hmm. and that's certainly true of a lot of series yes. but for me heidi high especially yes. sort of started to flag that up a bit mm-hmm. um, so yeah i mean i i I have been very impressed, actually, yeah. with with doing it in order, and,
0: and I, it's, you know, I mean, there's another episode I'm very fond of, which is from um, series four, which is eruptions. Oh, good. Oh, oh yes,
5: is, eruptions. Is, is, um, That's the Christmas special, twenty sixth of yeah. December, nineteen
0: eighty two. and they get a mechanical exhibit in the ballroom and it causes it's
5: chaos. A, it's a sort of volcano, It's a volcano
0: it? and it rains. What's and it then called? It's, it's, it's called the Mighty Mountain of Pits Ballou.
5: Which is, yeah, these like heads come up. Yeah, and... like
0: the stone heads on Easter Island yeah. and it comes up and it says that everybody's sinned and then the volcano and Thunder erupts. and lightning yeah. and all this. Um, and it really annoys Ted because he's trying to do his act and and it distracts, and from, it distracts him, doesn't it? from him. Yeah. So they decide to put it out of order. And there's a whole sequence where... Um,
5: Was it the ladder or what? They,
0: yeah, they they climbed to the top, onto the top of the and ballroom to let themselves through a trap door because you can't go through the doors because mm. they're alarmed. So it's Ted, Spike, Fred, and Peggy. Yeah, with Yvonne and Barry looking with, after the ladder. With the ladder. <laughs> now, one thing is, it's not night time. They filmed it in the day. And oh, put yes, a so it is day on. for
5: night filming. Yeah i'll give them, i'll um, give you that
0: yeah <laughs> there's also another bit where mr partridge has got into trouble again yeah so to try and get himself out of trouble he goes to wake jeffrey and tells them that they're going to do something and he shows them a way to get into the hawaiian ballroom through so the little three little pigs cottage
5: bears pre-bear sorry bears. bears yeah Mummy cottage. bear daddy bear, bear and baby bear, bear. yeah,
0: yeah. Sorry. um and then they get locked in the cottage by so the security Jeffrey men, Jeffrey and, and Gladys. Gladys get locked in. Yes. Yeah. So they have to spend the whole night in the cottage. Yeah. Ted, Spike and Peggy and um, Fred spend the night on the roof of the Hawaiian <laughs> ballroom in the rain because the, the ladder, they annoy Yvonne and Barry and they go away without putting the ladder back up. <laughs> so, and it's, it's a really great ensemble piece. Everybody gets something to do. Yeah. I mean, the, the only characters... That don't get a lot to do in a lot of these things are the other yellow coats, yeah. which is like Sylvia. They're just there for dressing, really. Yeah. But they get a bit more to do. They get a bit more. Sylvia certainly gets a bit more to do when Clive comes along, because he's a bit of a ladies' man and he's he's always sort of, you know, chatting up the girls when he should actually be working.
5: Because mm. she gets to dr- ride in his car. She a gets to ride in his
0: car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got a little MG thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. But it's a definite series where you have to watch it from the start to the finish. Mm. Excuse me. <coughs> That's so, <you. laughs> so and it's a great series, yeah. and it ends on a high. Well, mm. it, it not for the character, not for the situation. That, that, yeah, I mean, that, but that it does last in a way.
5: episode is quite sort of bittersweet, isn't it? Yes. That, you know, yes. what was it? What was it the wind of change? Because yeah. Maplin's at the which end, which was
0: an ideal title. Yes. Because it was filmed. Mm. Just after the Great Storm of 1987.
5: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yes. A, so there are storm, some shots they damage. couldn't
0: do yeah. because where there were trees there before, there were no trees there. Yeah. So they had to, yeah, they couldn't film the, the day after because of of the situation. So I think they filmed on the Saturday and they had to hmm. choose their shots very carefully yeah. because things that were there were no longer there.
5: Yeah. But that, so. that final, final shot of the last episode mm. is is lovely, isn't yes. it? Because um, gl-
0: cause, uh, Peggy, we should say, Peggy finally gets her wish yeah. and becomes a yellow coat yeah. because one of the yellow coats is taken ill. And she exhausts herself and ends up in hospital. <laughs> um, and then when she comes back to be a yellow coat again, it's the end of the season yeah. and they get a letter from Joe Maplin saying that next year... There will be no yellow coats. Mm. There will be no entertainment. Because they're going, up, they're going market. up market. They're going up market. They're going self catering. Yeah. Basically, because it's cheaper as well. Cause they don't have to provide the food, and they all lose their jobs. Yeah. But Peggy's got to be a yellow coat. Yeah. So and the camera
5: sort of pulls back. Yeah. And pulls, it pulls back, back a and pull, it's One of those lovely high shots, yeah. and there's Peggy in the distance, mm. and she jumps up. Yeah. Shouts hi high hi. And it freezes. And you get a freeze frame, yeah. and there she is. On yeah. a high, yeah, and that's the end of the series, yes. and that's a lovely, lovely, it's a really well lovely chosen shot, shot. Yes.
0: yeah, yes. yeah. We should, I should just say, I haven't mentioned it, that it was um, all filmed at the Warner camp, a mm-hmm. Warner's camp in Dovercourt yeah, because they did want to go to the Butlins camp at Clacton on Sea, yeah, but um, uh, they didn't agree
5: yeah. but it's not there now is it no it's been it's knocked, it's knocked been down it's, houses. it's housing so it's yeah you can't actually go it and visit was, it was, it was yeah unless even you at want this, to stand in somebody's garden yeah.
0: even at this point it was sort of because uh, it had not been looked after very well which yeah. is obvious on screen which is another reason they went there um, and when they did the pilot they stayed in the chalets and were freezing because obviously yeah. they had no heating
5: i quite like some of the final shots you get with uh, um, ted and spike just fishing yeah and then the camera will pull back yeah. and they're, they're very it's nice it's really nicely shot, shot yeah. actually yeah, it's,
0: yeah it's, i mean the
5: film work is very good actually. it is
0: yeah. yeah and if you've never seen it you know do yourself a favor yeah. watch a few episodes but watch them in, in order. order absolutely to yes, get the yeah. progression of the characters because by the end of it as much as you dislike some of the characters i mean there's an episode in um when gladys wedding bells, episode 57 where gladys and clive get married mm. And Yvonne does a really horrible thing of phoning up his family to try and oh, yes. to yeah. try and get oh, them yeah. down to stop it. But they foil it and um, they do get married. And then they burst into the wedding and it's a different wedding. <laughs> and in that episode you get another um, Perry and Croft uh, duo. You get um, uh, the vicar yeah. from Dad's Army. Yeah. And, and Private Sponge. Yeah, Colin Bean. The, Colin Bean, who's the verger yes. in it. He plays the verger in yeah. this episode. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really nice that it's, and it ends happily for Glyve and, Cl- Glyve? Clive and Gladys. So, yeah, it's a great series. You should watch yeah. it. Okay.
5: Well, thank you, Lisa. That's, okay. uh, I've learned a thing or two there. Okay. So, all we can say is hi dee hi. Ho dee ho. morning everyone good morning Good morning. morning. Uh, yes thank you um, yes I've called this meeting as I've received another letter from Joe podcast this morning I don't know about you but I really do enjoy reading these letters as um Joe writes as he thinks and they they really are sincere get this into your thick heads um that's that's the letter it's it's not me uh, you've got to pull your socks up about your archive fun Last week i done a listen to your last few episodes and their archive fun were pathetic. Let's have some new gimmicks. Doctor Who's and Zedcarzy's is old hat. He means Zedkar's. How's this for starters? You is all old now, so why not do things that were shown when you was birthed? Go through some old TV comics and get that BBC Gnome to help you too. He means BBC genome. That funny policeman should do on the buses or something. That Essex girl can do what she likes, as long as she shows lots of legs. But tell that potty producer not to sing again. That were dreadful. Um. Yes, uh, well I think we get the gist of what Mr Podcast wants, but if anyone has any ideas for archive wheezes, don't hesitate to bring them straight to me. Anyway, let's get on with the next episode, and uh, hidey, hi de oh, hi ho. ho Um. ho Thank you.
0: You have been listening to episode 19 of Round the Archives.
5: What starred Lisa Parker, Andrew Trowbridge, Warren Cummings, Paul Chandler and Nick Goodman.
0: Thanks also to I.T. Williams.
5: On the musical side, you have been hearing Dan Tate and Paul Chandler.
0: The scripts for Heidi High, It's Murder and Who Killed Mr. Partridge was by Jimmy Perry and David Croft.
5: And the producer were David Croft.
2: show you how you throw a pot that's all you need a machine and your lump of clay and the first thing is getting it on the little disc here is crucial it must go on with some force lubrication is the next thing it must have lubrication and what you're trying to do here is get it centralized and the technique get the arms and the elbows tight in on your body Right, that's uh, stage one. And having uh, this is a half-completed uh, job over here. So you just got to find my little knobs to get it in. Now, this is the. I can't find the. Uh, get in. Don't uh, panic. You're amongst yourself. <laughs> that's one of them. In. Now, the technique here, that's it, is having got it more or less in plenty of lubrication. More or less in shape. One hand goes inside. I'm going to now try and raise the pot. Flat inside. The other hand, like so.